We're back for another show as baseball continues to try to muddle through the process of the early season. The NBA ratings are out and it doesn't look good and the NFL is already starting to mess with the players. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with my co-host, Mr. Brown. And we are coming to you from the We Don't Know Sports Studios, which have been in the midst of a renovation of sorts. Is that fair to say? Well, absolutely. We're, we're starting on it. we got a long way to go, but it looks a lot better. you got big plans this weekend, right? Oh, we're ready. I mean, what's happening this weekend? Uh, we're going to redo the floor in here, get it all leveled up, and uh, so that way we can pretty much use the left side of the man cave and... Uh, <laughs> We've already got a, what would you call that, a double shot lifetime keeping score hoop? I definitely want to get to the double shot lifetime oh, keeping score hoop. Yeah. This weekend, I'm assuming there's going to be jackhammers involved? Ah, possibly. I would say so. I mean, you're saying you're definitely level, jackasses. Jackasses and beer. And well, actually, you're paying the labor in beer. And, so, and we don't know sports shirts. Hey, well, that too. Those are, I mean, that's like a $200 value. Exactly. So the, the thing that people don't understand is when we say we're leveling the floor, it's a concrete pad that is sunk like six inches due to the Earth's erosion at the We Don't Know Sports Studios. So we're basically going to chop up, I don't know, like 100 square feet of concrete and just redo it all. That's that's not an easy task. Yeah, I'm not going to be carrying any of it. Like how many Wilbur trips of concrete is that going to be? Uh, who knows? <laughs> we'll let the expert deal with it and we'll see how, how it goes. Not only... Is this the We Don't Know Sports Studios, but it's also, it's our NBA bubble, so to speak, when it comes to fantasy drafts, right? Like, this is where we, this is our bubble. This is where we come, we congregate. There may may or may not be efficient testing protocols in place here, but either way, people will congregate here, and we do have our fantasy football draft coming up in a couple weeks. So my question is, will we be ready in time? Oh, the floor will be ready for sure. Good deal. Yeah, Absolutely. So let's talk about the, how did you eloquently put it? The the double shot lifetime basketball hoop, I guess. I mean, it's like the dual threat. That's what it says on the board. So you got to make <laughs> six or in 30 seconds, you got to hit, uh, what is it? 30 points. Right. So yeah. this, this is like a, a Chuck E. Cheese style. Absolutely. Like you're going to like one of the cheap carnivals and, but they're not trick basketballs. I'll, I don't know. They might be. I didn't do very good earlier. They're too inflated. They're, they're very bouncy. So we we took a trip on Sunday to go pick this bad boy up to Charlie Manson's house. Yeah, Facebook yard sale, <laughs> and we come rolling in a questionable neighborhood, and we're pulling up with our trailer and our truck, and we come looking to this house, and there's a man outside, looks just like Charles Manson. Like, this is not even a joke. And we're like pulling up, and we're like, please don't be the house, please don't be the house. There's three of us, mind you, well, two I, guys on the front porch. To stop you, though, when we're pulling up, Coulter, who's driving the truck for us, who's been been around the show a couple times, he went, look at these fools over here. And then as we got closer, what were they doing? They were taking apart the basketball hoop. And we're like, are you kidding me? Of <laughs> well, all I guess houses, this is the house. This is the house. And so everyone's been in that type of house where you smell the cat piss inside the house, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, I've been in those houses where it just reeks of cat piss. Well- this wasn't. We were on the front porch outside, and it wasn't covered. Not it was a just, covered it was just front porch. It's like a patio. Deck. Yeah, a little pad, a uh, wooden pad. It smelled like cat piss on the outside <laughs> in open air. 
Yeah, so I'm like, let's get this thing and, you know, get it in the, on the trailer. Let's pay the man. Let's get out of here. And that's what happened. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it's immaculate condition, so I'm, I'm sure they got their drugs and uh, we did it. We yeah. got our hoop and, and everyone wins. They definitely didn't look like they were using it. No, I don't think all. I wouldn't strike these guys as being very athletic. I'm sure neither one of them's ever shot a basketball. No, I don't even know if they've kissed a girl. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. the <laughs> same. If they did, they didn't like it. No, <laughs> unless they had meth. <laughs> but either way, I'm happy to say that it's back in the man cave. We've we've used it a little bit. It does not smell like cat piss. No, it's airing out. It's aired out down here. It was just here uh, at the porch where it stunk. So anyway. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to honing my skills in between doing shows and, and trying to fine tune. But anyway, exciting things happening. So we just want to let everybody know that the man cave is coming, coming to fruition here. It is, is coming out well. As we transition to the world of sports, I got to tell you, the NBA, hats off to them. They've done a great job with the bubble. You know, they, they have everybody on the same page. No fa- – like, Everybody except for Lou Williams. Except for Lou – I was going to say, except for Lou Williams. But with that being said, like, even he was able to come back. He's been integrated back in. Like, they got a lockdown on this stuff. How much are you enjoying watching the NBA right now? I haven't even watched it, to be honest. <laughs> I haven't either. I haven't watched it at all. But to echo your point, Adam Silver deserves a lot of credit for the way he handled it. He got it right from the beginning. No one's tested positive. They're in their bubble. If if everything goes as follows, they should get a champion this year, which is the ultimate goal. Right. But finish the season. But I, I've turned it on for a second. Oh. Even even Zion's game, which he played like fifteen minutes. It's a hard watch. But like it, it reminds me of the NBA summer league, and I can't get into it. I don't feel like there's a lot of defense being played. There's no crowd chanting. I just feel like the players are going through the motions. All I know so far is that the Lakers clinched the number one seed in the West. I also know that like eight teams or something, like whichever teams weren't in the playoff field when this thing started, they're still in contention right now for that uh, eighth seed in the Western Conference. Because I guess as long as you're within a game, then they're like, we're going to do another tournament to determine who's going to make the playoffs. Like the Suns are in 12th place and they still have a shot. And that's fine. But when does the playoffs start? Do you know? I don't know. I might actually start caring when the playoffs start. I mean, even with this format, I'd probably watch some playoff basketball because I would think the intensity on the defensive end might come up. I don't know. We but hope. I can't get into it right now. So it, you put me in like Eastern or Western Conference finals, quarterfinals, I'd probably watch. But stay tuned until then for me. Like this is how bad it is. I, I saw the highlights where – and this is the problem. I can't remember who. Someone hit a, an amazing game-winning shot – over Paul George, maybe? Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, you didn't even see that? I didn't even watch it. No, I mean, it was great. It was a buzzer beater. I can't, I don't even remember who it was. But, but like, I'm not, I'm not hankering to get home and watch the NBA. And their ratings were piss poor at best. Like, I don't have the actual numbers here. You can fact check me. Go online. Like, I don't care. I'm just telling you, nobody's watching. And I'm not making this political at all, but the only thing I've seen on social media is who's kneeling, who's standing, let's be like be mad about it. I've seen more about that than the actual game. Well, well not social media, just in news coverage in general. ESPN, Fox Sports, whatever it is. If I'm listening to ESPN radio, it's all they talk about. And like then when someone doesn't kneel, like that's the bigger story than the actual games. And I think it's hurting their brand image like incredibly. I think that's part of the reason why the ratings are down because like – like, I get it. Like, you're allowed to kneel. It's your right to kneel. But if, if a guy wants to stand, 
let the guy stand because that's also his right. And then I saw Isaac, I think his name from Orlando, yeah. tore his knee after he decided uh, to did stand. Did you see how many people were rolling, and, roasting him on social media? And they media? were like enjoying his misery. Yeah, that's what you get. Now you're going to take a so knee. that's where we're at in society. And I'm not trying to make it political, but no. be a decent human being. I don't care if you're kneeling. I don't care if you're standing. But it was his choice. And the fact he tore his knee and you were celebrating it makes you a disgusting human being. Right. And, and like, I'll tell you, I am not... The reason I'm not watching the NBA has nothing to do with Black right. Lives right, Matter right, on the right. court. I got you. It has not, like, that's their right to do that. And in a league that's predominantly African-American, man, if that's what they feel like they should do, I 100% agree. But I will say something needs to be said about a bunch of millionaires talking about social justice. These are the most privileged people in society. They're millionaires. You know, so I don't know if, if the message is getting across the way they want when we're at the point where somebody who tears their ACL and is out for the year is getting just destroyed and roasted because he decided he didn't want to take a knee. Yeah, like, it's, it it rubs me the wrong way, and like it just it, it makes me a little sick. Just I'm just we're trapped. We're treatment. trapped right now. What are we doing? We're talking about that yeah. instead of the actual damn games. It just I, I don't like where we're heading. No. I don't at all. Like, and I'm not a shut up and dribble type person, but sports are entertainment. Like, when can we get back to entertainment? And and honestly. That's probably why we've enjoyed baseball so much. Like baseball had their message they did on opening week and, and all that stuff, but we've gotten to games and we're watching a product on the field and that's what the news is. Yeah, another thing about the NBA. I feel like the jersey thing on the back is a little bit gimmicky because and I'm not, not even because of the political reason. I feel like because like I'm a sports fan, right? I'm watching the game, a dude might pull up for a shot. I'm not, and I don't even know like who he is it's hard like, to tell some i want to know who's shooting and like that name on the back of the jersey means something to me now if they wanted to put a decal or something on their jersey instead of like their whole name that's i'm perfectly fine with it but for me watching the game part of the experience is knowing who's taking the shot because yeah you know your stars right but you might have like a seventh eighth man off the bench making a shot and you if want, it's not your team you don't know you want to know who the guy is that's just my opinion Right. So it makes it hard to follow for me. And, and what we're saying is that they're allowed to do whatever they want. Like, we're not hating on the NBA for any of this stuff. We're just talking about the aesthetics from playing in a court where there's nobody there, doing the video board with the, the fans and all that. Like, that's that's nothing. You, you can barely see it anyway. And and the fact that when you're watching the, the Pelicans and the Suns and you don't know everybody on the roster except for Zion Williamson, you know what right. I mean? Like it, it takes away some of that association from it. Now your diehard NBA fans, they probably feel completely different than we do. Right. And, and I get that. And, and I'm not saying that the NBA needs to change it, but it's just been difficult for me to get involved with it. It hurts me is all I'm saying. That's just me. I mean, and I'm nobody, but I mean, it's harder for me to follow the game because I like to understand who's doing what. Uh, man, that's about as outlandish of a take as we'll ever give. Yeah. We don't get very political. No, And, and, and this isn't I'm, political. It's, no. it's really not. It's just social I mean, the, the, justice. The, uh, the dude that got hurt in Orlando, that's just human decency stuff. There's nothing political about it. It's either you're an asshole or you're not. Right. And, and like, he didn't even condemn the movement or anything like that. No. He just decided it was time to stand. And then Pop stood. Becky Hammond stood. And, you know, Pop's been about as outspoken as anybody in social right. media. And the fact he chose to stand, which I like. DeRozan came out and said, hey. He's for the cause. He's outspoken. Don't crucify this man or Becky Hammond. Right. Which those are the right move. It is. And, and you know, at a certain point, like 
you can't just kneel every time. Right. Because then what is the movement and the message? And then after so many times, it starts falling on deaf ears anyway. Right. And that's kind of what happened beforehand, and then it kind of went away. Now it's come back right, again. Right, right, right. I, I understand this stuff has a short you know, shelf life. It's not going to last forever. So let's just uh, – that's already all I got on NBA. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I don't either. Like, I already feel like we went way out of our comfort zone to give our personal opinions on how we feel it's been. Now, look, that's coming from two white guys, all right? We're, we're not going to act like we know everything, and we're definitely sure as hell not telling you how to feel about any of it. I'm just telling you I'm having a hard time watching it because it's just uh, – I well, the, the second thing I'll say is – the fact that it's it's really just these playing games. You got the teams that are like already in the playoffs. Like you said, the Lakers clinched, but they're not playing for anything. You know, no. they're they're just there. Right. Like the Clippers, there's no home court advantage on the line here. So why what invested interest do the Clippers have to challenge for the Lakers for the first place spot? I mean, they're just going through the motions until the playoffs start. I mean, that's all they're doing. Right. They're just I'm, getting their reps in. Just that's just it. get get your cardio back Absolutely. in shape and you're good to go. Absolutely. <laughs> So last week when we were talking about the NFL, they were just showing up to training camp. It looks like we've gotten the first hurdle out of the way and they're starting to get in the team facilities. We're starting to see Joe Burrows for the Bengals be at the stadium for the first time. I heard that all four quarterbacks for the Bengals have to stay in completely different areas at all times. What? They don't want any of the quarterbacks. If one of them gets COVID, they don't want it to spread to the others, so they can't work out together. They can't practice together. They have to stay as far away from each other as possible. No offense, but of all teams that incorporate this, it's your Bengals? I mean – Because what have they ever done that's worked? I don't know if it's a good move or a bad move. I mean, it could really hurt because you got a rookie quarterback who probably would need to be around some guys who have some experience. They're probably like – Stay away from the cancer culture. Just go in your locker or stay in the hotel by yourself. It'll bleed off onto you. Just <laughs> my opinion. That's awful harsh. <laughs> did you did you see where they faked John Gruden having COVID today? No. You didn't see this? No. So the Raiders. Because he drank a Corona. He drank, he drank a Corona. Is that what it was? No. They, this is real. They, they made up. John Gruden does not have COVID-19. Gruden got freaking the Rona at Hooters with the Corona. He did. That's no. It. no. Of all people, he'd have it. <laughs> for, for, for real, though. Him and Tony Roma. He didn't have it. So what they did was they told the players that Coach Gruden's got COVID-19. Okay. And they went on all this stuff about how everything's going to change, everything's going to get flipped upside down, and then Coach Gruden walks out, apparently. And the whole reason was, we, we need you guys to know how serious this is. You know, I'm fine. Everything's good. But what if I wasn't? What if you weren't? What if day one? This was today. Day one, though. I guess. Day three, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Setting the tone early. Early. All right. So I actually kind of like that because, like, we've seen in baseball, which I'm sure we'll talk more about later with the the Marlins, which is really just people, individuals making bad decisions. So John Gruden's like, I'm going to nip this in the bud right now. Right. I like it. I mean, I like the move. You've, you've got to, like, if, if the league doesn't mandate a bubble, you kind of have to self-bubble, if that makes sense. Right. I mean, you can't just be at practice, and then when you go home, it's like, let's go to the casino. Right. Like, that's not how it's going to work. That's that's a couple things I heard around the COVID stuff, but above everything else, the biggest news that came out of the NFL is, I guess, today is the deadline, maybe? I don't know. They moved up the date for when players can opt out. 
They need to move it up as soon as possible because our draft, fantasy drafts on the 15th. <laughs> selfish reasons. And yes. I got to know who I can draft, okay? For selfish reasons. The good news is that. there's no fan or preseason this year, so you don't have a guy tear his right, uh, knee don't out. Don't worry about that. They'll just tear the knee out in the first week. Yeah, and that's fine. But <laughs> it's not fine. It's, I mean, the preseason's worse for fantasy purposes. It is. But the, the thing is, they are moving the date up because they have too many players opting out. So they feel like if they move the date up, it's going to give teams a little bit more security on what they need to go moving forward. But the players' associations might be pissed off about this because, you know, some people are on the fence still and they're just uh, trying yeah. to wait and see. Yeah. How, so, I mean, how do you feel? Is it outside of fantasy football? Is the NFL overstepping here a little bit? Are they really caring about their players or is it just about trying to put a product on the field? I see both sides. I mean, NFL clearly wants to make as much money, most money as they can. They always do. And I understand the players' union side of it because this is a tough decision, right? It is. You have certain players that may have a family member, may have conditions themselves. They're on the fence. Do I want to play? Do I not want to play? And they clearly probably haven't made up their minds yet, and now it's kind of forcing their hand to make a decision that they might regret. I mean, I know there's there's parents out there with children who they they're still trying to determine whether or not they want to send their kids back to school this year. Same type of thing. So if they like came to us tomorrow and said, I don't even know the deadline for that is, but said, Hey, you got to pick tomorrow. That's done. Right. Same I'd be, thing. I'd be pissed. So yeah, you feel like you're like infringing on your rights, kind of thing. Right. And that's where we're at. So I, you know, it's it's one of those things where I guess they agreed with a bunch of stuff with the players' association, and that wasn't one of the things discussed. They're like. Ha-ha, we're moving the date up. Gotcha, suckers. Yeah, and they did. <laughs> so outside of that, we also have Odell Beckham making some statements. Did you hear what he had to say? Uh, I think he heard he, he said they should cancel the season. Yeah, he doesn't want to play. Right, then opt out. Right, but he's not opting out. Okay. Like, like here's the reality. Well, why even say it? Not to be a pure capitalist here. But if you if you want to opt out, you opt out. If you want to cancel the season, that's fine. You can cancel the season. But there shouldn't be a single player out there who expects a paycheck then. Right. Like, if you're not doing what your contract tells you to do, you don't get paid. Let them wait on that second stimulus check. <laughs> That's Hey, we're, we're going to take care <laughs> if of it. If we get one. Come on, Congress. Get your <laughs> act together. Yeah. But that's that's the thing. If you don't want to play, Odell, just don't play. And that, in that sense, they're no different than you and I. They're really not. Because, like, at my work, if, if you – listen, we have – We're all taking calculated risks. Right. But like in my profession, we have worked since day one in the transportation business and during COVID. We haven't skipped a beat. Now, we have made measures for our employees that says, if you don't feel comfortable coming to work, you can stay home. But guess what? You don't get paid. Right. And that's a choice they can make. And some have. And I respect that decision. Right. And look, nobody's obligated. Like a company is not obligated to pay you if you don't provide a goods and service for them. That's right. just the way it is. We're offering you uh, time to come in and do your job if you choose to. But if you choose not to, then guess what? And you don't I'm get sure none. if you got paid time off and holidays and vacations, you could probably use You're that. You're allowed to burn your entitlements. Right. So I guess in the NFL, you don't really have that. So <laughs> you know, well, but, but you are making a little bit more. I'd hope you'd have a little bit in a savings account. Yeah, I would, but, I would like to know. think so. But you know, that, that's not always the case. Seven mil? I can't feed my family on that. That's... <laughs> Well, T.O.'s got like $7 million a year in child support payments. On yeah, I got, I got you. So, I mean, that, it, it happens to the best of us. Sorry, T.O. <laughs> I'm trying to pick on you. <laughs> <laughs> I 
So is he racing people online now for money? Is that why he's doing that to recoup some child support payments? Did you see well, that? I, he lost to Tyreek Hill, oh, so well. maybe he's not racing it anymore. Maybe he's trying to show he's at least comparable. Why would he try to race the fastest why, guy? Why in race him? Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know about that either. Like maybe can we get like To and Chad Johnson I, to have? That's like a exactly who I was going to say. It'd be that could be the undercard for Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. Where they could just like do a skills competition beforehand. Well, throw in Randy Moss. Hey, Moss and wingtips probably better than both of them. I agree. With I'm you. just gonna say that. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Uh, and then we speaking of though, we we saw the picture of Roy Jones Jr. and Mike Tyson both without their shirts on today. Yeah. And uh, what's the message? Cancel the fight for Roy is what is what the what the caption said. Roy's not looking quite as uh, cut as uh, Mister Iron Mike Tyson. I and mean, we had we had a dude on our page a comment. It's just an exhibition. <laughs> and with my response, it says, so was Apollo and uh, Drago. Throwing the damn towel. That's all you can say. <laughs> yeah. All right, last thing on NFL before we wrap up, uh, the NFL 100 came out. Yeah. And, you know, usually these lists are fairly accurate. There's always some talking points and debatable things that come up. But the biggest thing. Let me give you the top 10. Yeah. yeah just, are you going to start at one or 10? 10. All right. Perfect. All right. So 10. And I love this. Derrick Henry. Coming uh, out yeah, party. Definitely top 10. Uh, nine, uh, Stephon Gilmore, right? Yeah, yeah. Number nine, that's fine. Yeah, probably best quarterback in the league. Number eight, DeAndre Hopkins, who they just traded to I freaking mean, it Arizona. It doesn't matter who your quarterback right. is. I'm always going to play. Seven, George Kittle. I love George Kittle. Six, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, I, numbers speak for itself. Catching, receiving, or receiving running, Does whatever. it all. He does it all. He's a utility. Michael Thomas came in as a top receiver at number five. Uh, I mean, the numbers are there. Drew I mean, Brees. He, catch, he catches everything. I feel like you could put uh, Thomas Hopkins and Julio Jones in the same category. Almost interchangeable. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm Thomas is five. Mahomes. Uh, he's number one, right? Yeah, he wishes. This is giving an extra chip on his shoulder. Number four. How could you put him number four? It's ridiculous. Well, we're going to – let's keep – Now, this was voted on by the players, By right? the players. Okay. Mahomes, number four. Aaron Donald, number three. I get him being in the top three. I'm going to get into that. Uh, number two, Russell Wilson. I, I like Wilson. Russell Wilson's solid, but to say he's better than Mahomes? All right. So, Lamar Jackson, number one. Mm. Make, I love Lamar Make Jackson. that make sense. I love is this, Lamar Is this Jackson. regular season only? I <laughs> It must be. Is this rushing only? Hey, look, Lamar Jackson's a game changer. He's great. But if you were building a dynasty right now, if you were building a team, you're telling me you're taking Lamar Jackson over Patrick Mahomes? Absolutely not. Not a, No chance no, no. in hell. Here, here's our map. All right, so we talked about Aaron Donald. He's number three. The gap between Aaron Donald right now and the next guy is huge. So if they made him number one on this list, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Because sure. He's that much better than the next he's guy. That dominant. Because like the gap between him and the next best guy is 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 bigger than the gap between Mahomes and Russell and Wilson. Wilson. Sure. Makes sense. Absolutely. So let me just give you my top five real quick, and you can give your two cents. So if it were me, it would be Mahomes one. All right. Donald two. All right. Wilson three. I'm with you so far. Then I would probably go. I don't even think I'd have Lamar in the top five, honestly. I'd probably go McCaffrey and then maybe Lamar at five. Okay, I was going to say, I I'm with you on the first four, and I would probably put Lamar at five. I mean, I don't think it's that hard. No, it's not. And, and like, look, I mean, I know that now, look, if it's voted on by the players, 
I would say there's just as many players that were embarrassed by Patrick Mahomes this year that were embarrassed by Lamar Jackson. Right. I guarantee that. Right. I mean, they're both that good. But I think when you look at like who you're game planning for more, like with Lamar Jackson, you're game planning to stop the run. And with Mahomes, you know, it's this whole wide open offense that you're worried about. So I, I just I just think it's a big difference. I'm not saying like Lamar can't throw the ball. He's shown he can, you know. No, but you've got Mahomes who won his chip this year. Wilson, has he got one or two? Wilson's got one. He's been close a few other times. Yeah, he's so lost. They both got chips. And Lamar's not I mean and we, people tend to forget that Lamar's still young and I don't, I believe that he's, he's like still younger than Brady when he won his first one. Yeah. So he's like what, 23? Something like that. Yeah. So he's still new to the game. Brady went on to do what he did. And I'm not saying he's going to be Tom Brady cuz different skill set. I guarantee you that he's got a better iPhone than Tom Brady has. Oh, he's yeah, absolutely. No iPhone 6 plus yeah. is in here. No. But like someone said, I guess you need that type of phone if you have to destroy it because of evidence. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. You can't. Hey, so for this list, though, two things that caught my eye. You have McCaffrey and you have Derrick Henry, the two only running backs. Right. No Zeke, no Barkley. And then for the tight end position, no Kelsey and George Kittle. But I, I'm okay with that one. I am too because Kelsey has better uh, weapons around him and I, a better I quarterback. Think, I think Kittle's just the man. Yeah, put Kittle on the Chiefs. Watch out! Oh, I mean, he's doing that with Jimmy G, baby. But I don't know this list. This is pretty bad. When I saw this on TV, I was like, eh, not but, not feeling it. Nah, not at all. Last little thing in regards to football in the world of college football, UConn still does have a football team. They just won't this year, so they have canceled their entire football season because they're an independent. Which you know, BYU also is an independent. So I, I'm curious to see how that plays out. So with all the Power Five conferences kind of going the way of we're only playing a 10-game schedule and only playing teams in our conference, UConn was kind of on the outside looking in and everybody was dropping them off their schedule left and right. So is this just a one-off scenario or is this just the first domino to fall when we start getting into the world of football come this fall? I'm hoping it was a unique situation with an independent school and they just had to essentially because it's kind of late in the game and they – you're not going to make up all those games rescheduling. Right. Unless someone allows you to slide into a conference. But even then. Like Notre Dame did, but let's yeah, be honest. that was early. UConn's not Notre Dame. And, and you want Notre Dame playing in, in your conference. And they already played like five ACC games anyway. Right. So, I think it's just because, like, out of necessity type thing. I'm not ruling it out that this ain't the first domino. I mean, it could be the the the, the sign that we may not have college football. And I, don't, I hope I'm wrong. I'm telling you, the first domino is all these power five conferences cutting the schedule. This is the second domino. So you've already had two fall to me. Now you're just going to get more. You got players opting out. You got players who are NFL draft picks that are opting out of their senior season. Oh, that because they're going to get paid. Right. And they don't want chances. But still, like, you know, what if your combine's not great? Like, what if, what if because you ain't played for a year, we're not sure about your development as that senior season would have shown us? So now, you know, you could have played a year, might have solidified, or could have got injured or sick or whatever. I get that. But, man, you're taking a gamble on yourself. You are, but it's it's the same thing that's going on with high school athletes right now. We've got a ton of high school athletes across the country who are committing to teams early as juniors and seniors now before right. the season starts because they want to lock in that scholarship. Yep. They, they could get a better deal, but they're locking in now. Get what you can get while you can get it. I've seen several here locally just just decide I'm going here because they offered. 
I'm not waiting for the next person because I don't know if we're going to have a season. <laughs> hey, last thing on football real quick. You know where they all can go? The XFL. Oh, absolutely. It's coming back, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who bought it? The Rock, baby. Man, is there anybody in America that does not like that guy? Uh, you hit the nail on the head. I feel like he could run for president and he'd win. I mean, and I don't think it'd be close. I know. If Donald Trump could somehow win an election, you put The Rock against anybody, oh, the way he works line. the crowd, it's over. I don't even care if he runs as an independent. No. He's going to win. I, I, I just want to see those uh, foreign diplomacy sessions. Everything he touches turns to go, but then they're all in their whole spiel and they're like telling him about it. It doesn't matter what you think. <laughs> like we're, he says that to like like Iran or whoever. He's like, we're going we're going to Qatar today. He's like, where are we going? We're going. It doesn't matter where we're going, just because it's The Rock. So fun little fact: in 2016, The Rock's net worth was 160 million dollars. Okay, and he bought the XFL for 15 million, or yeah. at least partner. Today he's worth three hundred and forty million. I believe it. In four years, he doubled his income. Dude's a machine. He man. was the highest paid actor in Hollywood last year. He should be because he can do it all. He's funny. He's an action hero. He can do whatever you ask him to do. And he, he is our generation's Arnold. Absolutely, but with clear dialogue. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's great, though. I mean, you got to thank the WWE for that because that's got, got him a starter, and he just built off of it. Nah, and he's not ashamed of it. No. You know what I mean? Like, some people are like, eh, it's rest. Like, no. Nah, he just still makes his appearance. who he is because he's such a charismatic guy, and that's why he's going to be the second least qualified president of the United States of all time. I hope you're right. <laughs> I'd vote for him. Vote for The Rock. Or that's right. Or the SmackDown on your Rudy Poo. Rocky, 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 Rocky. <laughs> I feel like we're always baseball heavy, so I'm going to try to keep it short and sweet here, Mr. Brown. The biggest thing for me is I saw the Marlins are getting ready to come back on the field. Is that right? Did I see that correct? They came on yesterday. They played yesterday? Yes. Okay. And do they have like a completely different roster or something? No, normal guys. They, so they're all healthy again? I don't know about all of them, but they're they're pretty much playing. I thought I saw something where it was like 17 different guys were on the Maybe. Roster. I mean, I, all I know is they won again. They're 3-1 and one and they're in first oh! place in East. <laughs> <laughs> at three and one the braves are eight and four and they're in second do they have to make up the games they missed i think they will if it determines a playoff spot like, like nobody's really talked about this i think if there's like let's say that the difference of games could determine a playoff spot which it probably won't let's be real i mean they're in first place right yeah. now <laughs> i think they'd make them make them up but i think if, if they're already out of contention with the magic number type of thing at the end of the season they'll probably be good but they're going to throw in as many double headers as they can yeah that's why they reduced it to seven, seven innings. innings. Yeah. So, them and the Phillies are in the same boat. Did you see the Derek Jeter uh, interview where he was talking about what happened? No, I didn't see that. Uh, he he was you know going off because you know people were like Major League Baseball needs to do more you know because a lot of people were upset they're not playing in a bubble. Now look, when it, I, I heard uh, Jeff Passan was talking about this, when it comes playoff time, they probably will, you know. But like to do it now after everybody said no. Like, that's a nightmare. There's no way you're pulling that off. So the reason why Jeter got upset was people were talking about leadership this, leadership that. And like, look, this is a grown-ass man or men who made a decision to go somewhere where they shouldn't have gone, knowing what their profession is, and what happened. All it takes is one idiot to make a bad decision, and that's where we're at. And apparently, someone for the Cardinals, when they were playing Detroit, Wanted to go to the casino, and he did. And what happened? 
Now they're, they're in New Marlins. Yeah, I mean, you had a strip club. Now you have a casino. My problem is you're not – I mean, I don't know. We say millions. We don't know how many they're making this year, but it's a two-month season. So you're telling me you've already had this long hiatus where you're not playing, <laughs> and we got to just – let's get through the season so people get paid for two months – and you can't even like control yourself for two months just to get through the season. It's literally two months, sixty-seven days, I think. Uh, am I wrong though for being a little optimistic that we've had these hurdles already, but we've kind of bounced back? No, like, I, like they've held the line. I hate Manfred, but I like the fact that he says we're already in it. We're not quitting. Well, yeah, he said we're not. We're not shutting the season down. We're not quitting. And now I'm starting to see other teams because you had the Marlins and the Cardinals, and now I've seen today that the Nats have said we're in a self-imposed bubble. Yeah. Which other teams should follow suit. Right. It's kind of like uh, <laughs> trying to get political again. But the, <laughs> the federal government isn't dictating the governors do their own thing. Right. The teams are kind of being asked thing. to do their own thing. Make a decision yeah. you know, on what's best for your franchise. Right. So that's what we're seeing. So the Nats said, you know, we're, we're doing a self-bubble. And if all teams start following suit, which I hope they do, I think we'll be fine. We could possibly get a champion this year. What's funny, though, is is how it originated on the West Coast way back in January, right? Yep. And every single team that's been affected is all East Coast. It's all East Coast, We baby. haven't seen a West Coast team yet. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Well, Not funny, but ironic. I, I, well, everything bad happens in Florida anyway. Right. So we can just blame the Marlins for Absolutely. all this. It's just the way it is. I mean, you win in two championships and sell your team. You deserve the Rona. <laughs> you know? All right, ladies and gentlemen, joining us now, you might recognize her voice. It's probably been almost a year since we've talked to her. Her name is Joe Madden. She's coming to us live via satellite from Canada. And Joe is a excellent, excellent, excellent sports prognosticator. I don't even know if I got that out right. That was a lot of syllables. A lot of excellence. A lot of excellence. <laughs> Well, you know, she's I, awesome. I love all those excellence. <laughs> uh, Joe, how have you been? Welcome back to the show. I have been absolutely fantastic. Thanks, you guys, for having me on. I'm so excited to be back and talking with you. Uh, we definitely always like talking to you. And, you know, even though we, we haven't spoken in a while, you know, we, we definitely keep tabs on you. And I, we were talking a little bit before we started the interview here, and I was just excited to know that you said it was the equivalent to 95 Fahrenheit in Canada today. So I found that incredibly impressive and somewhat startling. It was. It was such a great day. I um, hit the water. I was out on the boat. You know, it was a little too windy for wakeboarding. So we just jumped in the lake and had a fun, ripped around. So it was a good day. I, I was envious. It looked like a good day. I, I had to spend all day on a teleconference today. So, um, yeah, I'd rather been on the lake. Right. August is all about adventures. So lots of adventures happening this way. I'm enjoying it. So Joe, you know, we got to find you because, you know, a year ago, I'm seeing your stuff pop up on social media all over the place. You're uh, a Chargers fan. One of the only two Chargers fans, I think, in existence. So like that in itself is, is nice being able to know you because I don't know many Chargers fans. Well, so, you know what? We're unique, and the most unique <laughs> things are the best, right? I'm just glad you you stuck by them and stuck with them even after they moved to L.A., so that that's impressive. But you're always giving these tips, and you're throwing out these betting lines. Like you, you have all the answers, right? Like You know everything there is to know about picking a game. 
you know what? I work my butt off um, to make sure I know the ins and outs of every single game that I'm handicapping. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. I know I enjoy seeing it and I, I might've taken your advice a time or two and, and done pretty well. So, you know, I'll give you credit for that. But my, my question Good, is, I hope you won every time you took it. <laughs> well, sometimes I'd let my own ego get in the way and I, I compromise the parlays. So I'll, I'll, I'll take my own fall on that. <laughs> I, one time I almost had a $45,000 parlay in two games about less than a, a field goal each cost me. I was furious. Oh, it's heartbreaking when that happens. You know, it's like winning the lottery when those huge parlays hit. Um, I always throw a little bit on huge parlays. I don't post them. So I will send you my big ones. So if you want to do them, you can take them because <laughs> one day those are going to hit and you guys are going to see me jumping for joy. Right. So that's my problem. I get stuck on the parlays. I always want to play those because the payout, like if you do like a seven team par- or seven game parlay, you know, you're talking about big money. Where, you know, if you just pick like a favorite in a game, it's like, oh, I might want 20 bucks. You right. Know? You got to go big. How have things been, though? Because I know we've all been losing our mind over the past, you know, couple months. We're glad baseball finally came back. Uh, you know, football is still questionable. Basketball is in a bubble. So, like, you, you finally have live sports again to talk about ever since the end of March. Like that just went away. So what does what does someone like you do? Like, are you are you, did you bet on or offer picks on the Nathan's hot dog eating contest on July fourth down here in the states? Or I mean, like, what are you doing? <laughs> Absolutely not. You know, there wasn't enough statistics and enough reading that I could do into that to analyze it and <laughs> come up with something. So no, I did not touch that. I did not touch Korean baseball. Um, I didn't touch golf. I, ne- I have never handicapped golf. So I stayed away from all of that. I dug down. I went back and watched a lot of old games um, and especially games that I had expected to go a different way. And I really watched those games, watched the different players, the different matchups and what I missed in that game. But then I also learned how to play poker. And that was super fun and interesting. And I enjoyed myself. It was a weird break. But sports thank thank god are back because (laughs) i couldn't be happier right now i can't believe you didn't do an over under on the kbo and how many inflatables were in the stands i mean what's wrong with you guys that's a missed opportunity (laughs) a total missed opportunity you only had like one weekend you you could do that (laughs) Uh, only in korea only in korea that would have been smart it didn't last exactly, very long. Exactly, but you know what? If you guys took the favorites for all the Korean or baseball, you probably would have hit, I guess, like 58% of the time. So the cappers that threw those out and told everyone what to bet and took money, I kind of don't have much respect for that because it was okay. take the favorite every single time. Right, mm-hmm. so they, they didn't do their homework. So what you're telling us is that in lieu of live sports happening, you decided to go down to the basement, throw the film in the projector. You sit down and studied your ass off and just got better. Is that what you're telling us? I did. I did wait for uh, football season to start. It's going to be incredible. I've done so much work. Um, You know, I went from from handicapping sports uh, eight to 12 hours a day to now what do I do? Um, there's only so much time teenagers want to spend with you. My children don't love me that much. So <laughs> it was, it was a lot of research. Um, and then poker. And then I got really good at darts too. So anything that I can make into a competition, you guys, that's what fuels me. 
Well, I'm going to tell you this right now. Once the NFL starts, if it actually plays out like we hope it does, we have a guest picker every week. So we're going to expect you to be on at least a few times during the NFL season because we pick every game, not just five games. We pick every game of the NFL season, and you're going to come on, and we're going to compete with you, and we're going to see where you stack up because that's your thing, and we're going to have a little showboating going on one way or the other. Yeah, and Joe, before you even – decide how to respond to to the demand of us forcing you to come back on the show <laughs> yeah. and, and picking. So we we did for the first time in our lives, we picked every single game against the spread. And but when we picked because we we would do the podcast on Thursday and Thursday night game was taking place, we couldn't change our picks on Friday or Saturday. So if something happened, we just had to ride it because it was already on the air. It was already out there in podcast land. The three of us, so me, Mr. Brown, and Canadian Biggie, who's not here tonight, we beat Bleacher Report. The three experts from Bleacher Report, we 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 beat their ass. So I just want to say that. Of course we did you right. did. Yeah, I totally believe you guys did. Um, you guys know more than them, 100% well, we do. But you know what, though? Our guests uh, very commonly beat us. <laughs> they do. Okay. It's true. We we got in our own head and we'd be picking they so like we would just start losing our mind and like I picked this team to win the last three weeks and they still haven't done you know, and we would just be out of control. And then like we'd bring somebody on, they'd go eleven and five and we're like, ah and, and they're fresh. They didn't got it in their gut, so they're oh. just picking it and then we look like fools. It was terrible. <laughs> okay, so I have to ask this. Is there a prize for the grand champion? Well, it was really no just for taking that medal. It was really wow. just for bragging rights, but we will definitely send you a We Don't Know Sports shirt. Exactly. That's what I'd love. Last uh, season, I did every game against the spread in a handicapper's office pool. And um, three weeks, I went 14 out of 14. Hit all of them. What? So, what? Oh, my God. Yep. That's insane. I can even show hey. you my notebook on those ones that I, I hit. I believe you. You don't strike me as a dishonest person. I, I take it back. You. You're not invited back. No. <laughs> Oh, Mr. Brown, I know you love me. Come on. <laughs> Only if we have a, a good, um, you know, couple of weeks, then we can get our confidence. Yeah, that's right. That's going to have to take place first. <laughs> you mentioned how much time you've spent studying up, though. And I know you're saying you can't wait on the NFL season to start, but just the fact that you have so many uncertainties now. So let's assume that we have the football season. Every day, there's like other players that are opting out. So, like, how more, how much more complex is this going to get? It's going to be completely complex. Um, it's going to come down to the day of and late afternoon. My betters aren't going to be able to get it anything more than an hour before. You know, with these last minute testings, we could have someone pulled. And you know, you saw with the Lions last year when Matt Stafford went out, how big of an impact that had on them. Um, if a huge QB goes out, it's, it's a game changer. Those spreads make a huge difference. You know, they'll go from a favorite to an underdog and it's, it's going to kill handicappers. Um, if they put their bets out the day before or the morning of, you're going to have to wait for the testing to come in. Mm. I agree with you. We had baseball to start it out, right? So like from a fantasy baseball perspective, We've had the same situation with COVID because, like, in fantasy baseball, you typically have five DL spots or IL spots, but now it's ten because of COVID. So you're going into the day thinking you're looking good, but then you might have three guys drop the day off. So you don't know what's going to happen. And then we got fantasy coming up in two weeks. 
We don't know what's going to happen. This is going to be the most volatile year we've ever seen. So everybody's going to stay on top of their toes. They're going to have to, or, you know, you might lose some money real quick. If you're not staying on point, you have to. I mean, it's, it's going to be crazy. I'm just saying it's craziest we've ever seen. Exactly. And you know what? I think we'll see more in-game betting as well. Um, That's true. The second half bets are going to be huge. It's going <laughs> to be a different um, different way of doing it. So I'm excited, but I'm also nervous for that. I've never liked the in-game betting. I can't stand um, it. Just because I love, yeah, I love sitting down and really enjoying <sighs> the game. And when I'm having to message all my betters telling them, okay, let's adjust to this in the second half. That's no fun for me. You guys, at the end of the day, I love sports. I love watching them. I like enjoy it. Like, so to change it, to have to do that, I'm going to, but it's not the way I want to see it go. Yeah, I'm definitely more inclined to lock my bets in before the game starts and just sit back and watch it unfold. I, I don't, I don't want to have the chaos or the drama of trying to, course correct at halftime <laughs> that's too much exactly except if i was watching um or betting on the lakers today and was making in-game bets i would have changed that because the <laughs> lakers just they did awful 105 to 86 you know they got, they the got nothing to play for now no they don't right have you gotten into the nba much since the restart we were talking about it earlier and we're really having a hard time getting into it right now yeah, I, you know what? I've been enjoying it because I live, I love basketball as well. Um, it's not my favorite. NFL is definitely my favorite, but basketball is my second. It's what made me fall in love with football, um, was basketball. I saw the movement of Antonio Gates from Kent State over um, to, uh, um, we remember that's your Chargers. boy. Right so yeah, yeah. So I, I had the love of college. Um, and then from college came, of course, professional and, I do like it. I'm finding, I don't know, it's hard to watch with no fans. I'm finding it hugely impactful on these players and just their attitudes on court. Sorry. Mr. Brown just reacted to an Atlanta Brave home run, which there are no fans in that game, but he's still plenty excited. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm glad, you know, I, I think a lot of people are missing these games with them going all throughout the day and everything. It's hard, so... I'm glad you're still cheering. Well, like on on baseball, like Mr. Brown and myself are kind of the same, like for whatever reason, without the fans and maybe they just do a tremendous job with the piped in crowd noise. Like I can watch the baseball games and I'm, I'm pretty content, but NBA, it feels like it's summer league, right? So NBA, I feel like it's complete summer league. That's how I feel. There's no, there's no fans. You don't even know what stadium you're at. It's all in Orlando. I got it. But my point is it feels like summer league. There's no defense. I won't even enjoy it until the playoffs start because I feel like they're just kind of going through the motions until it means something. Now, we did talk earlier that Adam Silver handled the uh, COVID situation uh, yeah, with the gets, bubble better than any other sport. So that's the mo- that's the biggest sport we can say we're probably going to have a champion this year, and that's great. But I won't really get into it until the playoffs start. Just my opinion. It just feels like summer league to me. That just, that's just it does. It's, re- it's really weird to watch. You know, these players are rusty. I don't yeah, know how are. many baskets the Boston Celtics lost last night. I was going crazy. I had them on TV, muted, watching that. And then I had hockey on um, my radio listening to that. And I'm going, the basketball was watching, like, watching paint dry. It was so boring. <laughs> um, they just uh, kept missing. I was so mad at them. So Going back to football. 
How confident are you that the NFL plays a 16-game season? 16-game, no. I think it will be 14. Okay. so then I don't I think we're going to get good. all those games in there. Okay. Still good. Fingers crossed. Um, I really hope it happens. I'm I'm worried. I honestly am worried with everything happening down south of the border your guys' way. So it's not as bad up here. It's because we're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> there, there will be an NFL champion is what you're saying. I believe so. Yeah, I that's do. good. There's, that's good news. It is. There has to be. If football doesn't come back, I don't know what I'm going to do. Honestly. Oh, because you I know it's fine now back. because you can go out on the lake and you can you know sit out on your patio right now and drink a little you know whatever. But you know what's going to happen when it's November? Well, exactly. I'm gonna. It's gonna snow here come October. Um, my mental health locked in my house with uh, four foot of snow outside is not going to be a good thing if there's no football. football That's okay. At least you got a house alive. full of teenagers to keep you sane. Or make me even more insane. I don't mm-hmm. know which way you look at that. <laughs> so, hey, if one thing COVID's taught us here on our crew, we have all decided that 2021 is a new year. You know, we, we've all learned from uh, 2020 because we've taken a lot of things for granted, right? So, yeah. All of our guests we've had on, we're making a road trip. So we got to go to Boston. We got to go to Boston, Mass. We got to head to uh, Montana. Montana. We got to head to McCovey Cove, San Francisco. And we're going to get our passports. We're going to come up and visit. So you're going to have to show us the way, even if it means we're ice fishing. Okay. You know what? You guys have to come up next July. Um, It's the greatest show on earth, the Calgary Stampede. You definitely have to make uh, it here for that. I've heard, I have heard of this. Party. It is. Right. It's amazing, you guys. If you like rodeos and chuck wagons, and even if you don't, if you like uh, cowboys and cowgirls and going <laughs> out and just having a great time, the whole city sh- shuts down for 10 days. It's absolutely incredible. It's so much fun. It starts at 7 in the morning and goes all the way to 4 the next morning. So Just whenever. Good time. <laughs> We're definitely going to incorporate that into our road trip, but I'm just letting you know now ahead of time for 2021, we're visiting on all of our guests because we've got a bucket list now because of 2020. So we got to live life. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why my August is all about August adventures, just getting out and doing whatever I can right now to enjoy it. So who knows what tomorrow will be? I've got a couple more shows tomorrow, but the morning time, probably a quick trip out to the mountains, a quick hike and hopefully i don't get eaten by a bear <laughs> Big fear of mine, you that guys. would not be good uh, please wow. do not get eaten by a bear we'd like to have you back on the show again oh wow <laughs> well you know what seriously it's a huge fear of mine i took my son out um what was it only yesterday and we did i think a 9.7 k loop and then another 4 k loop and we saw the first people that we'd seen on the trail and they said, watch out where you just came from. There was a baby bear up there. I hope you didn't see the mom. And I went, oh, my God, seriously? <laughs> Not what I want to hear. So how many is in your party, and are they all related? Just what? my son and I. So the sad thing is he could definitely outrun me, and I probably couldn't yeah. trip him. He'd be way too fast. I like how so, you already thought so that part out about my dog. <laughs> I was going to say, bring someone like Chad with you, and then you're safe. Hey. Well, you know, it's always Everybody's a rule. i got to bring someone who's shoes. slower than me. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I was like, so. it's, a ter- it's a terrible movie, but it's it's called Without a Paddle. Yeah. And he, they find the bear, 
and he's taking off his shoes. He's like, why are you taking off your shoes? He's like, I run faster without my shoes on. He's like, you can't outrun a bear. I don't have to outrun the bear. I just have to outrun you. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. That's always my joke. So, Hey, before we let you go, uh, you know, what all do you have going on? We know you're still active out there in the world of sports betting. I also know you have some other ventures that you got into. So tell everybody where they can find you and what you have going on right now. Okay. So you guys can find me at the Joe Madden on all social media platforms. That's Instagram, Facebook, and uh, Twitter, I'm not super active on Twitter. I guess I'm old school. I don't like it as much. I hate Twitter too. I'm still on there. Yeah. And so I'm still with VIP Bets. Um, and that is fantastic. I love it. If you need a sports book in Canada, definitely check out VIPBets.com. Um, I've also got a show called Against or Odds Against Us with Lady D. And we're, as soon as football comes back, you guys, I need a couple more. Um, months here of just having some fun or a couple more weeks actually we're like what are we August 5th yeah a couple more weeks and football's back but <laughs> our show will be up with that and then I've got a lot of shows on the Stables Network a lot of fun um, I have a local YYC show called Sunshine Ignited from YYC with Joe and Nicole so that's with myself and Nicole Pierce Great lifestyle show. Um, also, the SoCal Smackdown, and that's with Tony Russo and Dante Powell, and that is out of San Diego. And now our guest tomorrow is Harvey Armstrong and Eric Dickerson. So nice. super excited for that one. Yeah, and then I also have a show on Friday night, 7 o'clock, no, 6 o'clock, uh, Mountain Standard Time called Freedom to Rock. And that one's just a free-for-all. Um, it's a really real show. So it's a grab a drink and come have a laugh because if you're not laughing for this, you won't laugh for anything else. So a lot of fun. <laughs> so what you're saying is you're a cross-platform multimedia megastar. I wouldn't say megastar quite yet. <laughs> I'll say it for you. Don't worry. <laughs> well, thank you. No, it's I've got these credible opportunities that actually since COVID um, crossed my uh, messages and before that I had seen these messages come in from our great producer Mark Mancini asking me to consider doing a show and I honestly was too busy that I couldn't even fathom taking on anything else so um, COVID was a blessing in disguise because I've been able to branch out and work with some incredible people on this network and I'm having a fantastic time with it. Nice. We look forward to having you again on sometime, definitely when we're doing our NFL picks, just so you can show us up. And now you can actually illustrate to our fan base about how much better you are at sports betting and prognostication than we are. But Joe, we wish you the best. We're glad that you're enjoying the summer life, but keep out hope. Football's back in just a couple of weeks, right? Well, thank you guys so much for having me on. It was an absolute honor. Uh, anytime. We look forward to seeing you again. Have a good one, Joe. You too. Well, we always appreciate our guests. So Joe was fun as ever to talk to. So we definitely look forward to talking to her again down the road. But we wanted to kind of wrap up with some social media things we threw out there. And I might have got myself in some hot water for something I posted because I just wanted to know. And we were speaking simply football. Who is the most overrated player you've ever seen? Now, when I pose this question, Mr. Brown, who was the player's picture I used? Mr. Flowing Hair himself, Troy, Troy Palomalu. Yeah. 
I understand that people think Troy Polamalu is one of the best safeties ever. I'm not saying he's not, but he is not the best safety ever. I do not think he's better than Ed Reed. I, I just think he, for all the great plays that Troy Polamalu made, you know, I, I can show you the Super Bowl against the Packers that he pretty much gave up like three touchdowns. You know, because he was such a wild card, he played out of position. So for all the reasons people love him, I also know that you know he decided to come down and play like a defensive end in the play that Tim Tebow scored a touchdown in overtime against him in the playoffs too. So you can thank him for that as well. That's, he's a Hall of Famer, right? But he's a Hall of Famer, and he right. should be. I'm not saying he's not, but he's no, not. He's overrated to me. It's hard to justify saying a Hall of Famer is overrated because you're splitting hairs. I think what it is is because so many Steeler fans are in my proximity that right. I, I just I feel it, I hear it, I see it so much. That's like saying that Randy Moss is overrated because he never reached Jerry Rice potential. That's no, what you're doing here. Uh, That's no, what you're doing here. No, 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 no. Absolutely. I, I agree. I, I disagree with no, that. 100%. No, 100%. No, no, no. no, you're you're out of line. Why? You just are. <laughs> yeah. You just – yeah, because I disagree. Delusional thoughts from yeah. Fantasy Island okay. is, is what you okay. who, who do you think is overrated? Uh, I didn't hear you. I didn't see you answer the question. I was busy working uh, like an responsible adult. Well, so was I, but I, you know. I, I'm trying to think here. Clock. Come back to me. Go to go to some fan questions and I'll think about it. Right, Carson Wentz popped up a couple times. I, I can see that. Absolutely, Carson Wentz is overrated, and I agree 100%. Eli Manning popped up. I don't know if Eli's overrated. I Dude, feel, I feel if, like if Paul Amaller's overrated, so is Eli Manning. I feel like about that sense. I feel like that Eli's accurately depicted. Uh, I, I don't think people talk about him as an elite quarterback. No, they don't. You're right. Because it's a conversation. No, but it's, if it's they're saying he's in a Hall of Fame, right. it's because we pass all the time. Um, Bill Romanowski's on here. Uh, I, love, I thought that I love was, Romanowski. I mean, that was he's I, a I guy you you, you love in your team, but hate to play that. against. Uh, then everybody telling me I'm a, a moron for the the Palomalu thing. Uh, we got a, a Dak Prescott appearance, a Tom Brady appearance. I mean, I, I I used to say Brady was overrated, but that had to change at some point. Why can't other people change? Unless you're talking about this year. I agree on Tom Brady. Like it's paining me to say it, but like it's. Brady than Montana. It is what it is. I mean, it is what it is. I don't think that's debatable. It's I'd, got, it's, I, I'd almost put even uh, Peyton Manning over Montana. That's just my opinion. I mean, as far well, as quarterback, yeah. I mean, just especially for the way he played the game, right? Uh, we got anybody else? You you want to give me yours yet? Or are you no? Still keep keep scrolling, man. You have plenty of comments here. Ryan Leaf's not overrated because he's just he no, sucked from the beginning. I, I had to call people out of that. Like people were saying, like Brian Bosworth, Ryan Leaf, and you know. No, those not they're they're bust. That's not overrated. Michael Vick, I agree with that one. I think Vick is overrated. I think Vick had his moments where he was phenomenal. Then he also had his moments where you're like, how's this guy playing? You know how I think's overrated. Lamar Jackson. Oh, obviously him. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's obvious. Aaron freaking Rodgers. You think A Rod's overrated? Absolutely. He has only won one Super Bowl with all that talent he has. Well. To his defense, they haven't drafted a wide receiver in the first round for how many years? They they do like drafting uh, running backs, though. Yeah, I mean, but like he's had weapons, and the dude's IQ's off the chart. But whatever reason, in a big game, he tends to lose. Uh, I don't. I don't I, know. If, I don't know if stats back that up. I'd have to look. I don't like Aaron Rodgers. I, I just feel like I have these memories of him making these miraculous plays. And, no, he's and done that too. I just feel like because I feel like sometimes we hear Brady. We hear Breeze, and we hear Rodgers. And to me, Rodgers is a distant third to those other two. Mm. That's my opinion. I don't know how distant. I don't. So he's close to Breeze? 
I I mean, I, I think I think Breeze and Rodgers are interchangeable. Oh, you're out of your mind. I might nah, be. you done lost your mind. Well, that's why you think A-Rod's overrated. <laughs> Breeze is clearly better than a- Aaron Rodgers. Except for in the playoffs. He still won a chip, just like Rodgers. Right. They both and he's got the one. stats. They both have won one. Of course, he's been around a little longer. <laughs> he has, but I, I know Breeze uh, in, in crunch time, uh, he has a terrible interception rate. I mean, so right. I, look, a- ain't nobody without any chinks in the armor. Like, everybody's got flaws. So it's all about how you feel. I mean, and if you feel that way, that's fine. Let's keep it Green Bay. I, I mean, said Palomar. Let, let's keep it Green Bay. I mean, how many how many careless interceptions did Brett Favre throw? See, Brett Favre would be a good answer. Yeah, because Brett Favre, for every reason you love him, is the same reason you hate him. Because he just got out there and you know, where's he going to slam the ball downfield? Right. It's like Brett Favre should have played for Steve Spurrier. That would have been beautiful. They should have made that happen. They still do in XFL. <laughs> <laughs> they can go back. They can play. I bet for, he'd be better than anybody in that. Play though. for the Mississippi Wrangler Jeans. Oh, he should. He should. Yeah. He <laughs> can go out there. And, Spurrier driving the golf cart. He got there and playing his jeans and still dominating the <laughs> XFL. Uh, I think that's all the time we got for tonight, Mister Brown. I've had fun. Uh, I know we're probably going to play a little bit of hoops here. On I keep the, eyeing uh, it down. On, on the du- I'm ready. The double shot lifetime basketball experience. Dual hoop experience. Dual hoop experience. Do we have a guest next week? We do. Who's the guest? Mr. Ray King. Ray King. Former Major League reliever for the Cardinals, Braves, Nationals, among other teams. All right. Well, we definitely look forward to talking more baseball next week. Make sure you join us. This has been the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. You all have a wonderful weekend. We'll see you next time.